I saw their long, drawn faces and their ragged, torn clothes. I couldn't do it. I refused to sell him the stuff. Not that that makes me a good person or anything, especially because I know if I didn't sell it to him, someone else would. Listen, Caleb, Ramsey says as he opens up a file folder with my name on the tab at the top. You've got yourself in big trouble. Chicago judges aren't lenient on repeaters especially when they're living in drug houses with over 50,000 worth of meth and Z-tabs. I'm not a dealer, I tell him. I work at Chicago Recycling. Just because you've got a job doesn't mean you don't deal. He picks up his phone and hands me the receiver. You get one phone call. Tell me what number to dial. I put the receiver down on his desk. I wave my right to a call. Family. Friends, he suggests. I shake my head. Don't got any. Ramsey rests a handset back on the phone. Don't you want someone to bail you out? The judge will set bail later today or tomorrow. You should be prepared. When I don't respond, he flips through my file. He looks up after a couple of minutes. It says here Damon Manning was your transition counselor. Damon Manning was supposed to make sure I stayed out of trouble back when I got released from juvie. He was a big black guy who scared my mom to death when he walked in our house during his scheduled visits. Damon assigned me my community service job and constantly drilled me on how to transition from being in jail to being back at home. He wouldn't take one-word responses or silence for an answer. The guy was a hard-ass who didn't take shit from anyone. And whenever I fucked up, he let me know I better shape up or he would be personally responsible for telling the judge to lock me back up. I had no doubt that he'd do it, too. Ramsey jots a number down and sets it in front of me. What's this? Damon Manning's phone number. And why would I want it? I ask him. If you don't have family or friends to bail you out, I suggest you call him. I shake my head and say, no way. Ramsey pushes the phone toward me and leans back in his chair. Call him. If you don't, I will. Why? Because I read Damon's reports on you, and he's rarely wrong about his assessments. What did he write? That I was a complete fuck-up who deserved to be locked up permanently? Why don't you call him and ask him yourself? You're in big trouble, Caleb. You need someone on your side right now. I look at the phone and shake my head in frustration. Ramsey doesn't look like he's giving me a choice. I pick up the phone and dial the number. This is Damon. A deep voice answers. I clear my throat. Um, this is Caleb. Caleb Becker. Why are you calling me? I kind of got in trouble. I say, then clear my throat. I take a deep breath and reluctantly blurt out, I need your help. Help? I didn't know you knew that word. I briefly explain the situation. He sighs heavily a bunch of times, but says he's on his way over to the station. After my call, I'm escorted to a holding cell and wait for him. An hour later, I'm told I have a visitor and am led to what I assume is one of the interrogation rooms. Oh man, if things weren't bad enough, I have a feeling they're about to get worse, 
as a very pissed-off Damon walks through the metal bulletproof door. What the hell did you get yourself into, Becker? A shitload of trouble, I tell him. Damon crosses his arms on his chest. I could have sworn you were a guy who made one mistake and was going to turn his life around. He gets a distant, almost sad look on his face, but it's quickly masked. I got to admit you reminded me of myself when I was your age. Yeah, well, you were obviously wrong. He narrows his eyes at me. Was I? This isn't the way it was supposed to be. I left paradise to make everything better, but all I've managed to do is fuck things up for myself. I look Damon straight in the eye. I didn't do it, I tell him. I'm not a dealer. Why should I believe you? Because it's the truth.